Sundays. I'm Tyler. And I'm seeped in complicated sacrifice talk. Today, Tamaris is not here to tell us why we ought to be living sacrifices to God. But before we talk about the true meaning of hospitality, now that they've haughtily expressed an overblown estimate of their own self-worth, let's welcome in our favorite upocritoses. Marin Barry, good day, guys. Good day. Good day. Hippocratos. Haughtily. Nice. Haughtily. Yeah, haughtily. Overblown. <laughs> I like Tim's sermons because he usually uses tons, not just the Greek, just yes. tons of words I don't understand. <laughs> you, have to, you have to have a dictionary, both yeah. Greek and yeah. English, open in front of you. Oh, man. Oh, man. Guys, it's been a while. It has been yes. a while. I want to know everything about your life. Left and right. I haven't seen you guys in forever. Marin. I, don't, I didn't even know you were still in town. <laughs> I'm still in town, Tyler. I'm still <laughs> yeah. in town. How are you guys doing? What did I miss? Well, hold on. How are you? Yeah. You're the one who's yeah, been I gone. Everybody we knows how we're doing. recap from you. Well, nobody, nobody tunes in to see how I'm doing. Uh, but I think that's the main reason they tune in, Tyler. Yeah. I <laughs> went on vacation um, two weeks. I haven't done that. I, I've never done that. Two weeks. Yeah. But Barry sets the model, so... He took two weeks, and I'm going to take two weeks. I, I told him he had to. Yeah. Um, first week, we went to Michigan with uh, my wife's family, and it Milo's three years old, so it's like the first vacation where he like kind of understands, and yeah, he, he can like he participate gets that this in is vacation different and unique. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I mean, our family dynamics a little weird. His his aunt. Lauren's youngest sister is about a year older than him. So she's four or five. And uh, so they just get into hijinks, like tons and tons of hijinks. Yeah. Uh, and parents, you know, we want a vacation too. So we're just like sitting on the back porch drinking coffee or like looking at the water or something. We're at a lake house. And all of a sudden, Milo is uh, cleaning the toilet with his toothbrush. No. <laughs> When when you said hijinks, I'm like, well, you've got to give us an example. But you mean like filthy hijinks, yeah, cleaning like, the toilet. Well, I forgot to bring his toothpaste to oh, the no. to the vacation, so I went to go buy this really tasty watermelon toothpaste for kids, and I was yeah. like, this is this is going to be delicious. And before he ever even used it, he squeezed <laughs> the entire bottle into the toilet as soap, and then took his toothbrush to clean the toilet. Classic. Oh man, what so if that was you one thing? What if you hadn't found it? Like, would you have just kept using his toothbrush? Yeah. What? what? Yeah. He was caught in the act. Oh wow. my! If goodness, he hadn't been oh caught in the act, he would be brushing his teeth with toilet toilet brush. Makes right now. you wonder how many other things <laughs> yeah. you just haven't caught him doing. <laughs> yeah. So between that and then he locked himself in the room, his bedroom, like it's like a hundred year old house, and the knobs kind of get stuck a little bit when you turn them. Uh, the yeah. locks. Yeah. And so he figured out how to lock it, but he couldn't figure out how to unlock it. So he was locked in his room after his nap. And so we had to like break through the window and get him out. <laughs> Overall, it was a great experience. Uh, but traveling and vacationing with a toddler is like, it's a real thing. It's a, you got to pay attention. Yeah. So your wife was posting a bunch of really awesome pictures of like the 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 deck you talked about, reading yeah. books on the deck, drinking coffee on the deck. The water was like crystal clear. Yeah. You could see all the way to the bottom. We've talked at length on this podcast <laughs> about your um, loathing for the dark waters. Yep. How do you feel about crystal clear lake waters, Great. Tyler? Well, first of all, I never went into the water without shoes on. Really? <laughs> Even if you can no. see the bottom? No, because if I step on something that moves, it's over. 
Yeah. So oh, I never went in without shoes on and I only went in a couple times. Uh, but it was, it was shallow. Like you could touch like 50 yards out into the wow. past the past the deck or whatever. It was shallow. It was clear. No problem. No problems. <laughs> and it felt even better because my brothers-in-law and father-in-law went fishing throughout the week and they caught zero fish. So there's zero <laughs> fish in the lake and uh, I felt pretty good about that. <laughs> so yeah, no problems. Much, much lower chance of something yeah. brushing against your leg. Yeah. If there's nothing there. Yeah. Wow. But it was good. It was good to be away. Um, last week it was a lot of my, my wife's not was not on vacation. So last week it was a lot of just like being home and doing dad stuff and yeah, but it's good to be back. I, uh, yeah. I was telling Barry, I think I was like one week I'm fine. Two weeks. It's like, what do I do now? Like, what, what am I supposed to be doing here? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But it was good. Well, but I missed you guys. Sabbatical, if you ever have a sabbatical, it'll be like three months. Oh my goodness. That's, oh my goodness. Uh, I don't. Yeah. <laughs> you probably don't <laughs> want that. Pass. <laughs> yeah. uh, what, what did I miss? What's going on with you guys? Not too much. I'm I'm just mostly just working around the farm, caring for bunnies. Same old, same old. I was making compost <laughs> yesterday, which was really fun. Um, Wait, how do you make compost? I thought you just like build compost. You yeah, you basically well, the one way is you just keep adding whatever biodegradable materials and like food scraps and stuff into a big pile, and you turn yeah. it occasionally. And I did that, but I also. Um, I have this big like leaf collector vacuum thing that I can connect to my mower. And so you can use it to collect leaves or grass. And so I last fall collected a ton of leaves and shredded them up and put them in a big pile. And then those have just been kind of like biodegrading for a year. And then, uh, I just the other day got a ton of grass and did filled it up and got a big pile of grass. And so what you do is you layer leaves and grass and leaves and grass, and you water them as you go in a big kind of big pile with a like a metal grate around it or whatever i use some chicken wire around it and you make a big mm -hmm. a big tall pile and it, it you just turn it every month or so and it turns into like really great nutrient rich soil building compost so all right that's what i did yeah. yesterday it was so pretty cool. what, do, what do you what do you uh like what are we eating now like you've been there a year about roughly right <laughs> yeah like yeah, what are, are we eating stuff off the land? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> are you living on the land? <laughs> what are we doing? Every every single thing we've stuck in the ground has just completely blown up and done really really well because we're using this hor this old by this old horse manure that's basically dirt. It's so old, but it's really nutrient rich and we've put it on everything and it's just incredible. Everything loves it. So hmm. we've we've been eating we ate a ton of kale, a ton of romaine. We ate uh you know We've been eating cucumbers like crazy. I've got a, I've got like nine banana peppers on one plant that need oh. to be harvested soon. And now we're talking. Uh, got a watermelon got that's the about kale ready. And I was like, no, yeah, no, a bunch <laughs> of water, watermelon. We've got a ton of tomatoes, massive tomatoes, and a yeah. little pumpkin patch that's just starting to put on some of the gourds. So lots of stuff. Wow. It, mostly, mostly annuals. It'll take a few years before the perennials start giving us anything. So um, you're growing pumpkins. Yeah. Someone are gave you gonna us do a hayride in October? Plants. We can, yeah. Right. To <laughs> yeah, I got to do a haunted house. <laughs> That'd be fun. You could. You yeah. totally could. You have the barn for it. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. I don't know. Farm stuff. It's good. Yeah. Works crazy. Uh, I mean, we've talked a little bit about this the last couple of weeks, but you know, we're just making some some difficult decisions about the future. Uh, you know, responding to the reality of where we are 
financially, how we're responding to the to the pandemic. It's just it's a lot, so it's heavy. So I guess it's nice to have some complete just manual labor to take my mind off things. Like I'm not even putting on podcasts. I'm just out there with my shovel and my my rake. You know, just you in the wilderness, just me in the wilderness and the mosquitoes. It's my nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, what about you? What's up with you? Uh, Kids are back to school officially. So the house is just uh, so quiet. Are they in school? They're not. They the first month is online only. Okay. So the kids each set up their own little learning area in their rooms, and it's just it's it's abnormally quiet around here because they're just. (laughs) Locked away doing homework. Hang on, Jaden is not whatever. doing work all day. You're absolutely right. I don't know what he's doing, but he's quiet. <laughs> yeah, <all right>. <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> yeah, he's likely not doing work. No, so he. I mean, they're back to school and trying to find um, that rhythm of what that looks like. So they still have to get up early and get ready for school as though it were a normal day. But then they go and they sit down in front of their computer screen. So Desi the other day. Looked so cute. Her hair was dolled up. She <laughs> threw some makeup on. She had a nice shirt on and uh, cookie monster pajama pants mm. and like no socks or shoes. Is that That's the be way a to do it. No, they're not going to see it. She is like all business from the waist up <laughs> and no one can see that she's actually a, still rocking her pajamas. I read an article last night saying that there's a school that is banning pajama pants. Mm. You cannot wear pajama pants for virtual to school. Learning. Yeah, oh, you can't wow. do it. You got to look. Well, you got to wear school clothes. <laughs> she is sneaky like that because they are none the wiser All until right. now. <laughs> until uh, so, now. how do they like this? Do they do they want to be back in the building, or they they, they cool with this? No, they're not cool with this. They're yeah. they want to be back, and they were excited at the prospect of going back, and then pretty disappointed when it was yet another continuation of this online reality. But and, they're troopers. Uh, They'll make Jayden, it. Is going like, is he doing band stuff or are they not yeah. participating in that either? No. So it's, it's very scaled back from what it usually is in the summertime. He would spend eight to 10 hours practicing it. Yeah. I remember the long, vicious long sunburn. Yes. Where he yes. Came back yes. Orange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. no, no, no. None of, none of that this year. <laughs> um, their practices, I think are limited to about four hours a piece. Okay. So just shorter practices practicing outdoors they normally to be in marching band and i'm sure many of the people listening know what that's like it is like having a full-time job and your competitive season keeps you busy well into the end of november and maybe even beginning of december um so that whole competitive season has been canceled Mm. but you're a musician you got to keep your chops up so he's still learning he's still practicing he's um he actually is on a new instrument this year. He was on bass drum last year and he's on quads this year. And quads is just a bit more technical, a bit more involved. So I can hear him practicing every day. That's a new development. When he played bass in the marching band, I never heard him practice. Yeah, he's, he's too but good now for that. Now that he is on quads, he has a practice pad and it's just ta 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 all <laughs> the live long day. Constant noise that, in the house. I can tune it out. I'm pretty I'm pretty good at tuning it out, yeah. but lately I've been having to do more like I'm I'm preaching this weekend, so I've got to do more quiet study and you really can't quiet the red tat 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 constantly going on. So, we're all just trying to make it work here at home. We we're all trying to make it work. We've all got Zoom meetings and we've all got classes and trying to make it work, man. Don't don't 
don't just brush by I'm preaching this weekend. Oh, just brushed right by <laughs> it. Don't brush yes, by that. <laughs> that was, yeah, that, wanna... was, that was going to be first and last question to you is <laughs> what is like, what's going on? How do you feel? What are we doing? Oh, I just don't even know what to feel, Tyler. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I feel equal parts excited and terrified and yeah, just excited and terrified. Just a, so <laughs> I just came from like giving what I have so far in this sermon um, to Barry and to Amy. And we talked about it and debriefed it. And I got work to do. It, yeah, it was it was great. It was great. They're not grading on a curve. Work to do. I have work to do. The whole, Are you like, kidding hey, me? If we have an opportunity to give feedback, we'll give feedback. But oh, yeah, it was it was really good. So, yeah. Right. And I. Marin, what's your like public speaking style? <laughs> I don't have a public speaking style. I don't. This feels like the longest song ever. It's like a forty-minute song. Well, is it like? Uh, is it like uh, we've got PowerPoint? We're gonna, or are you just like no I mean, notes? I wanna, I'm going I for it. it. Oh no, plenty of notes. Plenty okay. of notes, man. Plenty of notes. I think one of my fears and one of the reasons I have these notes, I can be a person with. Lots of embellishments and flowery language, but when you're trying to keep something to roughly 30 minutes, you don't have the freedom to just kind of shoot from the hip and, or at least I don't, because if I did, it would be an hour long yeah. easily. Embellish and flowery, flowery language. Do you know who was our senior pastor for 29 <laughs> years? Like what? And he is, he is the guy that really helped me to recognize how I can do this. So I, I did get a chance to sit with Dave and I sat with Tim and today I got to sit with Barry and Amy. So I'm getting Great. a chance to learn from the greats. What right? an opportunity. Heavy, That's awesome. The heavy hitters of Grace Church. So I, I met with Dave uh, a couple days ago. And uh, what I would say in about eight sentences, Dave would take it, mull it over for about two seconds and say, okay, you could say this in one sentence and he would take what took me a paragraph to mm. say and say it in one sentence and say it better. That's he's good. That's a strength. Off of his. He's like the Jedi master. Of yeah, he teaching. is. He is really good at that. I remember him doing that. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, that was awesome. I just was sitting there like, wow, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just blown away. And then I went home and I looked at my. <laughs> My message, I have 10 pages that are never going to see the light of day because I just it's got a whole cutting room floor. That's man. why we have this so, podcast. That's right. So much to say. Everybody next week, the podcast is going to be like three hours long. <laughs> yeah, Maren's it's just going to be, be Marin reading her notes. <laughs> <laughs> no, y'all, I'm nervous. Pray for me, but I'm also really excited. So uh, are, are people coming into town? Like, what do we, is your dad coming down? What, what, anybody um, coming to check it out? As far as I know, my sister is coming, which is awesome. I'm excited. My sister and so my sister this weekend is moving from Elkhart to like Asheville, North yeah. Carolina. The same weekend that I'm preaching is their moving weekend. On her, so on her way down, she's going to stop. She by. Is, she's driving here with a moving truck, <laughs> yes. spending the night to hear me preach and then leaving like Sunday morning or something like that. So yeah. my sister will be here. That'll be awesome. And. My family knows, so they'll probably watch online or something like that. That's but great. I've already it's, it's, I've already reserved like 115 tickets. Oh, is, that, is that right? <laughs> You've booked yeah. out the entire yeah. 46 <laughs> It's just going to be me and your family. Oh, man. Oh, man. Oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, I'm excited. I'm nervous. Please pray. 
Great. I can't wait. <laughs> All right. So Tim's not here. He gave the gave the sermon. We're in week oh no, three, two. We're in week two, two. of our sermon series. Oh no. <laughs> I just oh, no. read it. Hey, he's still got it. Two he's words. Two it. words, Tyler. Never alone. Never alone. Never yes. alone. We're in week two. We just finished week two of our series, Never Alone. Um, <laughs> Nailed it. So he's not here to give us the big idea. Um, but do you want of you guys want to take a stab at it or you want me to take a stab at it? What was the um, big idea? I think we should each take a stab at it. And then maybe one day he can tell us if we were right. <laughs> if I were to take a stab at it. He said a sentence. Sometimes when, when a sentence sounds so like perfectly developed, that's the sentence I'll write in my notebook when I'm taking notes. He said... Um, seeing dignity in every needy, lonely person who crosses your path and bringing them into family. Mm. So I think he was talking about hospitality being more than just having dinner parties, although that's great. Hospitality is the way we behave towards strangers, yeah. the way we see the dignity in them and invite them in. That's what I thought. How about yeah, y'all? That's exactly what I wrote down. <laughs> word for word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, that was it. I mean, his focus was on that that concept of the phylloxenia, that, that Greek word talking about hospitality not being a dinner party that you throw, but a, an opportunity to, to see someone, in that case, a, you know, a, a traveler, someone who is completely foreign to your location, who is in need, and actually opening your life and your home to them. And mm-hmm. he, he was saying that, that the church is called to that. We are called to be on the lookout for those who are isolated, those who need support and being willing to open our lives to them. Uh, that's a way that we heal isolation. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was basically what we talked about. Yeah. And um, we're in week two also of hope month, which yeah. is focusing on healing the broken place of isolation. And so um, it, it was really, it was really, I've heard, I've heard him specifically preach on, you know, agape and, mm. um, Philadelphia or Phil- <laughs> Philadelphos, Philadelphos, and uh, the other one. What's the other one? What was the, it? The, like bad one? one. The bad one. Yeah. He used a bad Greek word. No, not not bad word, but like it, it's like agape love, Philadelphia, brotherly love, and then like pornea. Uh, the like pornea, yeah, pornea. It's like the the pornea, yeah, yeah. Um, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't do that one. But I've heard him <laughs> okay. preach on the different loves a lot. I feel like at my time of in my time of uh, attending Grace, yeah. And um, you know, when he started doing the agape, and I, I started being like, okay, I, I've I've heard this before. But the fact that he was talking about living sacrifice and the what mm. how he just defined that and why that is important and why we need to pay attention to that really caught my attention because I, I I see words in the Bible like living sacrifice and Barry, you gave a great sermon a couple months ago about sacrifice. Mm. Um, But usually when I see things like living sacrifice, I just keep reading. Like it's just, that's Bible language to me, whatever. But Tim dug a little deeper and kind of defined uh, what it means to be a living sacrifice. And so, not that that's the big idea, but that's the thing that will stand out to me the most about this about this message is just like um, 
we need to be living holy sacrifices to God. And Tim said, he, as far as he knows, Paul was one of the first ones to talk about something like this. So this mm-hmm. this would have been a big deal to the people hearing it. Yeah. Um, and he said, when all that we do and say is a sign for how thankful for everything God has done for us, we become living sacrifices. And so um, seeing the opportunity to be hospitable and being thankful to be hospitable, like the, the word that stood out to me when he said, when he defined living sacrifice is uh, how thankful for everything God has done for us, we become living sacrifices. And then we start talking about hospitality and God has allowed us the body of Christ and allowed us family uh, to, to, to be hospitable. And this mm-hmm. is something I, th- I, I was focusing on the gratitude part of it. Like this is not something to, um, do lightly or it's not something to um you know roll your eyes at like somebody like me who appreciates alone time or like people being with people that i know this is something to be grateful for because god has provided an opportunity for us to be hospitable that's what Mm. i that's what i will yeah uh, remember this by and it is and it is hard because it's like again it's not just you're not just you're not even just inviting someone over for a meal it's about inviting them into your life. It's opening up yeah. your home, your life, your family yeah. to that person. And I mean, the the word is literally to it, kindness to strangers, to someone that doesn't have a relationship with you necessarily. Um, hmm. There's right. one other place in the New Testament that has this word, and it's in Hebrews 13, verse 2, where basically it's the exact same thought. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for by doing that, some have entertained angels without knowing it. Yeah. So that's where we get that verse. That's the same same word. Oh, Locks that's uh, that's that band. Entertaining angels. angels. <laughs> is that a band? <laughs> I thought it was unaware? a song. What? No, no, no. That is the song. What's that so song? So can I tell you, you living, living Sacrifice is a band? Yeah. And every time he said "Living Sacrifice," that's all I could think. Oh yeah, all I could think was the Wait, band. what's that band? The nineties, DC Talk. No, it was like DC Talk, and then the, oh, the Newsboys, bald guy. probably Newsboys. Yeah, he yeah. They had a song called uh, "Entertaining Angels." Yeah. Oh yeah, I actually liked that song. <laughs> if Tim was here, he would tell you about the time that he believes he encountered an angel. Right. Have, yeah. Has he already told that story? Oh, I have heard this pod? story. Oh, yeah, no. I have heard this story. Yeah, he Y'all believes he believes an angel saved his life during a massive blizzard while he and his bandmates were caught on 465. Anyway, that's um, right. Awesome. He'll have to tell that story next time. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Anyway, yeah. that has nothing to do with anything. I really but. liked. So he he primarily focused on Romans 12, mm-hmm. and um, I really liked how he he narrated he, he narrated like the themes of or the point of each part of chapter yeah. 12 um you know surrendering our lives to god becoming sa- living sacrifices to him um or for him um and then he talked about how we the next thing paul talks about is how we need to do like an internal audit of ourselves because we're not as important like do uh, talk about or uh, thinking about how how important we really are he's he mm-hmm. said we are to have sane estimates of how important we really are Right. And uh, obviously the context of of if you listen to his sermon, the world behind the text is like there's there's Christians fighting in Rome. Is that right, Barry? Like, yeah, there was a big division between the Jewish Christians and Gentile Christians in mm-hmm. Rome. Um, 
do you, yeah. do you want to get into it? The the Jewish Christians or Jewish people in general had been kicked out of Rome um, by the emperor. And in that, while they were gone, by the way, that's where uh, Aquila and Priscilla, that's how Paul met them because they were kicked out for being Jewish. They were kicked out of Rome and he oh, met yeah. them and they were church leaders and he became like fast friends with them. Anyway, hmm. that, so that all happened. And in that time, basically the church in Rome was mostly Gentile. And so they basically began to think, I guess God favors us and mm. we're the important ones. And so as even as Jew, Jewish people began to come back to Rome, they they had kind of taken on this air of superiority. And so Paul wrote this letter to them before having visited them to basically set the record straight about how God felt about the Jews and the Gentiles. And yeah, so that's what, yeah. the, that's what the whole book was, or the whole letter is really kind of about as, as a whole. All right. So surrender, um, offer yourself as a living sacrifice. Second, have sane estimates of how important we really are. Third, help the body of Christ function as well as it can. God wants this to happen. Um, mm -hmm. Fourth, truly love one another like family. And finally, proactively be looking for ways to help others in need, particularly when that need is relief from isolation. And I was thinking about this and I was like, this letter could have been written today. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like all the things still apply. It's like surrender yourself as a living sacrifice to God. Once you do that, then you understand that you're not as important as you think you are. Uh, <laughs> right. But you have a major part to play in making sure that God's body or the body of Christ can function as well as it can because you have gifts. Um, God's created you with these unique gifts. So once that happens, once you become a believer, like we're, we are a family. And also there's a ton of lonely people that need mm -hmm. your contribution or your gifts as a family member to like heal that. And I was like, man, this, this could have been written in 2020 because it's not like the, the divisions amongst Christians have, has really like gotten yeah, great. I haven't solved that one. <laughs> yeah. 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 So what what are your guys thoughts on that? Yeah. It, it was a challenging message for me. Um, that line, don't just pretend to love others, really love them. Yeah. Um, I think, I think many of us, might be making a mistake of like thinking that just saying like, Hey man, I love you. I'm praying for you mm. is like where the love ends. And I think a lot of that is because we're busy and there are some challenges right now in e even Tim acknowledged it himself. It's not as easy as it was six months ago, just to hang out with somebody person to person. Um, so we're facing challenges. Yeah. How can we, um, love each other with genuine affection as it says in Romans 12 uh, verse 10 how can we love each other with genuine affection um and so i just i started to do a little um just kind of evaluation of where am i doing that well where could i be doing that better um you know is my is my love as as genuine as it can be um yeah it was challenging it was challenging for yeah. me and uh, this is all, I mean, I feel like this, this is all self-giving love, right? <laughs> all of it. Yeah. And uh, it goes back to the prior series, which goes back to the mm -hmm. series before that. And, you know, but this is all self-giving love. Surrender to God. 
yeah, check your I'm heart and ego at the door. We're family now, so let's do this to the best to glorify God. And also, we got to help people in need. Like that, that self-giving love. Yeah, I think I think that that whole letting love be genuine or or you know really love others. Don't just say you love them. Don't just pretend you love them. That yeah. one is. If we really started thinking about it, I think we'd probably be a little bit more convicted about that because think how often when someone says, oh, I'm going through a hard time and we text back praying for you, you know, like how often are we actually taking time to pray for them? Mm -hmm. You know, is it being genuine or are we just acting like the like the Greek word hypocritos or whatever? Are we are we just acting like we are loving everyone, acting like we're genuine? Something to think about it or is it actually coming from a place of sincerity and I, that's convicting for me because well i mean i'm a i'm a pastor so my job is to be a loving compassionate person and i'm also human and so there are days when i don't feel like being that and so i have to ask myself am i am i mm-hmm. is what is my motivation for saying the things i'm saying and i catch myself often even just signing off on an email or on a text message realizing like that's not actually true what I'm saying. So I'm not going to say it and I'll change what I'm saying. Cause I don't, Yeah, but it's like, that's hard. It takes work. Cause it's way easier just to pretend that, that we are who we're supposed to be and let everyone just assume that's the case. It's weird. It's almost like, you know, they say social media is like your highlight reel and you only put like your best foot forward. I feel like yeah. I was onto that with Christians when they say, I'm praying for you. Like mm. at an early age, when I was like mm-hmm. well, 15 or 16 and it was very clear, very fast that like when I was going through some stuff and everybody in the world was saying, praying for you. And I hope that mm-hmm. was true, but I found, I mean, no, that's not true. Right. And I think, I think a lot of us do that. And, um, yeah, I'm with you, Barry. I don't, I don't say it. I don't say I'm praying for you because if I'm not going to, I'm, I'm not going to say it. <laughs> so, so I, I like beg for prayers and I'm really serious about it. And I know who I have in my life that are really praying for me. Mm-hmm, I, yeah. And and they're my go-to folks. I, I know I can go to some of these folks and they'll get down to it and they'll, and they'll pray for me. But someone came into my office this morning because um, they, again, they know I'm speaking this upcoming weekend and they were just telling me they were excited for me. And I said, as I always say, just pray, just pray for mm-hmm. me. And he was so encouraging. And um, it was Jim, super encouraging, right? Yeah. Is, there a, is there a person on this earth sweeter than Jim? <laughs> no, um, not possible. No, there isn't. Um, but I just said, actually, will you just pray for me right now? Yeah. Like to seize, to seize the moment and to really pray together. And it was powerful. And my nerves, when, when we prayed together, just kind of dissipated, hmm. just kind of went away. And, and it, it gave me that next kind of fresh wind to go on and, and do the next step. Hmm. And so I've been trying to do that more and more because I know of my humanness and hmm. I know of my propensity to like have, I mean, when I say I'm going to pray for you, I, I have genuine love for you and intentionality and it's genuine, but life is life and I could get a flood of texts that come in right after I tell you I'm going to pray for you or whatever anything can happen my I could get distracted yeah Yeah. and so I'm trying to seize the moment to live in this way that is genuine yeah Yeah. and real 
One, and sometimes you can't do that. Sometimes you can't just stop and pray right there. But as much as I can, right. I'm trying to do that. One, I, I agree with that. One, one thing I like to do, which just helps me keep my integrity and also genuinely when I say things like this, and I know it's not just about praying for people, but that's kind of what we're talking about here. One thing I'll do is instead of saying, I'll pray for you, I just actually write out my prayer. I say, this is, I'm praying that you, that this happens or that this, that God responds in this way. So it's in a sense, I'm, I'm taking the moment to actually pray for them while I'm communicating that I'm praying for them. And I don't know. I love that. That's one way to do it. That helps me stay in that moment and actually pray for them. Even if I don't then remember an hour later. Um, One, one thing though, is, is it gets a little bigger, bigger than this, just beyond just praying for other people is I, and I'm so, I feel so convicted about this often is there, I'm very willing to love you and be friends with you and have it be genuine when I'm face to face with you. When that just happens, like if I happen to be at work or I happen to see you at church or I happen to be in an event or a party or anything with, with anybody, the hard part comes when I have to begin thinking, okay, and how am I opening up my life and my comfortable existence mm. to invite those people in? Um, I'm happy to mm. go have a conversation with my elderly neighbor if I'm over there, if I happen to be over there borrowing a tool, but when am I actually just popping over to say hello? When am I actually Mm -hmm. inviting them over for dinner? Like that's the kind of thing that to me being who I am, being busy, that's where I start getting really convicted by this kind of passage. Yeah. Um, Is it just pretending if, if I'm only loving people when they happen to cross my path or is there an aspect of being genuinely loving that I actually have to go pursue them a little bit? And right. And what what ups the ante on that is this scripture tells us to act that way towards strangers. Right. You know your neighbor. Right. And you'd think it would be an easier mm-hmm. time of inviting your neighbor into your life. But this scripture is like most things in the Bible, <laughs> taking it like one step further yeah. and telling yeah. us, you know, to reach out in that kind of hospitable love to even strangers. Yeah. So if it's hard for us to do that for people that we're already for family with or friends with or close with, how much harder is it to do with strangers? Do you guys we, resonate though with that? What, what I'm like, my struggle? Cause that's, yeah, I, I yeah, don't for always sure. see that with other people. I always feel like everybody's better at this than me, but um. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it's easy. It's not easy, but it's, it's easier for me to love people in the moment. Yeah. And then love them the next time I see them. But thinking about them outside of those moments and inviting them in or whatever is, is, is a challenge and yeah. we've oh, and we've actually good i was just gonna say and it's also easy to love somebody when there's a crisis and and you just get in a go mode and you're gonna go and yeah. love them and support them that's it's that all that big wide gap in between crossing mm-hmm. paths with someone and them in a crisis that that loving people well and accurately is is tricky we've been well, getting to know our neighbors uh we've only been in the house for about a, a year but it's taken us this long to even like meet some of these people on our street. And um, we were over there, we were outside, all the neighbors kind of like gathered in someone's yard and we were all just kind of standing around the other day. And they were telling us about a guy who lives toward the end of our street, who's a World War II veteran. And uh, I see him out there and he, he walks up and down the street. He's got a walker and he'll just like slow poke it all the way up and down the street. And then I won't see him again. Like, I don't know, but they told me that he would, while he was, you know, on his walks or whatever, he, um, 
he saw their kids out in the yard with binoculars. And so he stopped and he talked to them about birds because the kids are bird watchers and the kids mm-hmm. like just love like coloring books. They, they, or they go to the library, they get bird books. Hmm. They're just, they love birds. And then he said, we hadn't seen this guy in a while. And we were getting a little concerned because he's, he's older. Um, but then a few days later in our mailbox, there was, uh, there were two like pictures or two like, uh, yeah, pictures of birds. And on the back it said, uh, or like two books to like have themselves. It was just like two personal yeah. books, bird, bird watching books. And it said mm-hmm. to the bird lovers of, I'm not going to reveal my street cause I don't need friends at the pod coming to my house, but it was like, Oh my goodness <laughs> gracious to the bird lovers of this street. Um, keep up the good work or something like that. And he had bought these or he had found these bird books and dropped them off to these little kids uh, house. And I was like, man, I never do stuff like that. Like I never (laughs) like, first of all, I never put myself out there to be like, Hey, what are you interested in stranger? Let me think about that and get interested in it with you. Second Mm -hmm. of all, I would never like think outside of the moment. Oh yeah. That person said that they were really into this. I barely know them but I'm going to go buy this thing and make their day and deliver it to them. I never do that. And Mm -hmm. yeah, when they told me that story and then I uh, heard the sermon, I'm like, yeah, I I need, there's a lot of growth that's, that's available to me. Yeah. I feel like there are some people that are gifted in that way, Tyler, that like, that is, that is the way that they're wired and they're the people that send encouraging note cards or, you know, drop off a care package when you're sick. Like these are just the the naturally kind-hearted and compassionate people practicing these kinds of things. And I'm with you. I feel bad that sometimes I'm like, oh, I should have thought to do that. Yeah. I, I knew that person was sick. I should have thought to, you know, drop them a note or or even again, the tyranny of the urgent and constantly being distracted by the tyranny of the urgent, I will have good intentions mm-hmm. and I will think, oh, I really should text that person and tell them how proud I am of them or encourage them in some way. And then something will happen and I won't. And yeah. then I'll be kicking myself as my head hits the pillow. Oh, wait, you forgot to do, <laughs> you know, you forgot to text this person or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I do think that there are people that are gifted. I think they're gifted by God to to be what you're describing, mm-hmm. like that gift giving, um, attention to detail, really observational kind of person mm. that then acts on those observations. But I think that I'm inspired by people like that. Yeah, for sure. And while I'll never be wired that way, I don't think I can take little pages from their playbook. Mm-hmm. And like when I see something nice that they do think, oh, okay, I'm going to tuck that away in my mind. And mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do the next time I see somebody, you know, in this kind of need or yeah. or whatever. And and trying to grow in that area, like mm-hmm. even though it isn't it isn't my natural bent, you know, I I know that I can I can grow in that area. And I really, really, really want to. I have a friend who's super good at it. I have a friend who's super, super good at it. I, I met her, I think, for dinner a couple of weeks ago and I got pulled over by a cop because my headlight was out Uh-oh. and he was very kind and very, very kind. But I, I got, <laughs> I got to dinner and I was like, man, I, I thought I was going to get a ticket. My headlight is out. So she went and bought me a headlight 
and then installed it for me while I was at church Sunday morning. She's wow. like, hey, where where are your car keys? And she went and installed a headlight. Now that is like next level. <laughs> yeah. Next level kindness. That's what? Awesome. Yeah. There's a need. I will address that need, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah. Anyway, it's people like that who I think are so much, they're just, they're so much more gifted in that area that than I am, but they're so inspirational to mm. me that, Man, they show me the kind of love that is possible. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the things I've, I, because I'm not naturally gifted in that way, one of the things I've had to rely on is when I get a little nudge, when someone comes to mind, I, I have to try, I've, I'm teaching myself to stop and ask the question, why did they just come to my mind? Mm -hmm. what, did God pl place them on my mind or was it just whatever chance? And often I'll try to follow up like with somebody is on my, I'll reach out to him, even if it's just, a, Hey, I hope you're doing well. Just thinking about you today that I'm trying to do that more, even though it's, it's baby steps. It's not, it's not, you know, installing headlights on someone's car, but it's, it's a way of trying to make my life less about me and more about you, you know? And yeah, uh, even in conversations with people really just paying attention to how often, I, okay, it's, I'm in a weird position because I'm, you know, pastor of a church and I've got a farm. I ran a nonprofit. People are always asking me questions about my life. And it's for me, it's it, it, making sure that in my conversations, I'm steering the conversation back towards them yeah. regularly. Yeah. Even though they may have questions, they may want to know. And maybe I'm in a hurry, but like if I can, if I can focus on the other person in front of me, you know, so being very yeah. honest, I mean, I, these are, these are, things a pastor probably shouldn't admit, but that's, this is what I struggle with. You know, it's ideal. I deal with yeah. it. So. Well, and I'm, I'm encouraged to hear that you struggle with that. Cause I struggle with the same thing. If somebody wants to, you know, go out to lunch with me or whatever, it's, it's likely because they want to ask me those questions or they want to yeah. dig a little bit deeper on this, that, or the other. And I'm thinking, did we just spend the entire time talking about me? Right. Did I just, did I just talk? Yeah, but they were, they were doing what you want to do. Yeah. Like reaching out. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you're well, right. Well, they wanted to reach out to learn more about you or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There right. are and those so, people, though, that that they're just, I don't know what their gift or curse is, but they just manage to, no matter what you do, somehow always turn it back on you. And I yeah. always get defeated by those people because I'm like, wait, <laughs> no, I wanted to ask you questions and you just yeah. are so genuinely interested. I wanted to like <laughs> answer your questions, yeah. but yeah. And by Tim's the way. story. Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, Tim's story at the end um, of this message where he talked about how when he was a lonely high schooler, yeah, somebody mm -hmm. did just that, Tyler. He just said, hey, you've been on my mind mm -hmm. and how transformational that was for Tim and how it informs the way that he pastors even to this day. Hmm. What I loved is Tim made it sound so simple, just and and I'm sure it was harder back in Tim's day of high school without texting or, or emailing that the person actually had to probably track down Tim's phone number and then yeah. actually call Tim's household, you know, but we don't even have to jump through those hoops anymore. Largely, right. we can find each other on social media just in an instant. But yeah. all it takes is somebody saying, hey, you've been on my mind. And that to me was such a gift from Tim that I overcomplicate most things in my life. <laughs> I will think it to death. Yeah. And I, I overthink this stuff. But Tim was like, it's it's this easy. Hmm. It's yeah. this easy. It's as easy as just saying, hey, you've been on my mind. Yeah. 
and then see what happens. Marin, you yeah. you over you you overthink things. I over systematize things. I think if I feel like a passion to change something in my life, I'm like, all right, so here's my game plan. Here is my three point outline for how I'm going to implement this. And here's how I'll do this every, and this is the new system of reminders mm-hmm. I'll set up for myself. And I don't think that's the answer either. <laughs> I think it really is a matter of responding to mm-hmm. what's in front of you and, and yeah, putting, putting energy into moving that direction rather than trying to like snap your fingers and be a different person. So I think what you're yeah. saying is right. Yeah. Yeah, and the it, system is probably reprioritizing. Yes. Like I think the tyranny of the urgent and the things that keep me busy, I think I need to I need to swap some things around so that those good intentions I have when I have them become the priority yeah. mm-hmm. instead of whatever it is I'm doing at that moment. Now that can be hard because we all work for a church and there are lots of competing demands and we all have families and there's demands there too. Um, but I'm trying to, yeah. I'm trying to make the main thing the main thing and reprioritize. Hmm. You're right. It is it is simple. Like how Tim described it is super simple. But it's it it takes hard work. It's diligence. It's like mm-hmm. uh discipline. Um I mean, I'm reading through Romans 12, 6 through 13 right now, and he says, We have different gifts according to the grace given mm-hmm. to each of us. If your gift is, is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If, if it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. Love must be sincere, which, by the way, is hard. Uh, <laughs> hate what is evil. Cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another and love. Also hard. Uh, honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fervor serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. Piece of cake. <laughs> <laughs> like it's super simple. It's like a note in the mail, but that stuff's hard, man. You gotta, you gotta devote well, yourselves to some of this stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's simple, but simple, but hard. Think about what Jesus called his people to do love others as you would have them love right. you in return it's like oh right yeah piece of cake except yeah. if if we all did it there would be no wars or poverty <laughs> like <laughs> right uh, we're clear it's a, clearly a lot more complicated than it seems or at least a lot more uh challenging to actually live it out so um we've thought a few of a few ways to do this grace church has thought of a few ways to do this especially during pandemic and so during hope month if you go to our website and you gracechurch.us and you scroll down the homepage, you could, you'll see a, a link to a page with a bunch of resources that we've created for Hope Month. Uh, we've created events. There's there's uh, different resources that you can print, literally print off and or pick up at the church and, and participate in, in um, practicing hospitality. So uh, I'll just go through the events because I'm not sure. I, I've been out for two weeks and I, di- I didn't know about some of this stuff, but Friday, August 21st, if you attend the Fishers campus or you just like to party, they're having a party in the parking lot. Uh, Friday, August uh, 28th. Food trucks. Oh, don't, don't, oh there's yeah. going to be food, food trucks, trucks at this one. Food trucks. All right, food trucks Kona at this one. Ice. There's going to be so another we... food truck uh, <laughs> event uh, the following Friday, Friday, August 28th. Uh, you can come see a night of musical theater. Amy Christie has brought the band back together and we're doing a bunch of uh, encore presentations of some of our musicals. So all this stuff's outside. It's a chance to just kind of be together. Um, 
not be lonely, not be isolated on these Fridays. Uh, food trucks are involved there too. And then Sunday, September 6th, they're doing a worship and food um, under a tent at uh, North Indy. And so if you, if you want to, first of all, if you want to have great food or you just want to have food, free food, go to any or all of these events because there's food at all of them. But uh, yeah, so that's that's one of the things we're doing. Another thing we're doing, uh, another way we want to offer hospitality is we're writing letters and postcards to communities who are likely to have or contain isolated folks. So this week, the 9th through the 15th, we're writing letters to senior citizens and senior communities. You can print postcards directly from our site. Again, uh, you can find that at gracechurch.us or pick up a stack at one of our campuses. You, we can print them off for you and you take them home and write a write a note to these these folks. Um, or you could even send your own. But we have a list of suggested addresses and names of communities that we're going to start sending these postcards to. So if that if that's something, if that's the way you want to reach out and be hospitable, um, do that. And finally, uh, Rooted, still, Rooted is still open for registrations. Uh, you can sign up and join a group of people who want to explore faith together for 10 weeks. And so Rooted is a way to do it and jump in and uh, or jump out of a world of isolation and, and loneliness and into community. So those are some ways that Grace Church has thought about doing it this month. Um, hope you get to participate in some or all of those things. Uh, but as for as for the sermon series, Barry, where we where do we go next? What are we doing? Well, I I think Marin could answer that question. Oh, do you want to do you want to Marin? Give us where are we going next? Ah, yeah, this is weird. This is so weird. Um, yeah, so I'll I'll be giving a message this coming weekend on unity Believe in God. the body of Christ. And really, Tim Tim talked a lot about loving one another as family and all of us being part of the same body. And I'm kind of building on that and just talking about um, why it matters um, that we um, function as one body and how it can even be possible when we all know there's plenty of uh, discord and disagreements to go around. How can we still be of one mind uh, in today's world? Man, this is going to be amazing. Next week's pod. Easy as pie, man. Next week's pod's going to be on fire. Yeah. Cool. Well, Marin, we're looking forward to it. I will pray for you. Okay. And uh, he's not just saying it. I'm not just saying it. I know he's not because the way he just looked me in the eye on a Zoom call or whatever and and pointed his finger. Every time. So whenever someone looks at you and points. This week, every time I pray for you, I'm going to text you. Do it. Okay. There you go. Yes. So if you get no that text from me, awesome. that's not. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> All right, Mary, will you please send us out? I sure will. Do justly, love, mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And we'll see you on the other side of Sunday. <laughs>